morning, everybody. So glad to see everybody here this morning. Glad everybody online is joining us. If y'all could uh, stand up as we get ready to worship. Yeah, let's pray real quick. God, I thank you for this day. And I thank you that we can come before you and worship, Lord. I thank you for everything that you're going to do in this place today. In every heart, Lord. I pray that your will would be done today. It's in your name I pray. Amen. When darkness tries to roll over my bones, and when sorrow comes to steal the joy I own, and when brokenness and pain is all I know, oh, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. Cause my feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Shame no longer, shame no longer has place too high. And I am not a captive to the lies Oh, I'm not afraid to leave my past behind Cause I won't be shaken Oh, I won't be shaken Cause my feet doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My feet doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love
praise this morning. Come on. Goodness 
Lord Jesus, over 2,000. green light was on when I came up, but I got emotional and I squeezed the button. So it's on me this week. It's on me this week. So it's good to see everybody. Good to see you guys online. I'll be back there in a minute. Thank you all for joining us today. I love that group online. It's a blast. I got to tell all of you uh, who are here in person, it's just a hoot to be back there on, on the live stream and see this group of people that come in faithfully every week and worship every week, and we throw emojis at each other and, uh, and talk, and it's awesome. And I'm so thankful for you guys who are joining online and you who are here in person. Welcome to you. If you're visiting with us today, uh, we are especially thankful to have you here. We would love the chance to meet you uh, at the table here with the big New Here sign in the back after the service just so we could say hello, connect with you, give you a gift, and let you know we're thankful that you're here today. Um, you guys sound awesome. You look great. I uh, just want to thank you for your continued presence. Thank you for your giving, as we've said each week. Uh, opportunities for those who would like to give to the ministry of the church. You can give online. You can use your phone. You can use your computer. You can give here, and we'll have ushers at the back at the uh, end of the service. And we thank you for your giving and what's going on. Neat things are coming in store. Um, we're excited to see things happening in the community and hope we have some new things rolling in even soon. There's a lot of neat stuff going on around Paris that we're hoping to get connected with and enhance and bless and be a part of. So we're glad to have you guys be a part of that with us. And with that, we will go ahead and take a look at our announcement video this morning as we continue our service. Thank you again. What's up guys? We are so excited that you are here today. Welcome to another Sunday service. We have just a few announcements for you. First of all, next Sunday, it's Super Bowl Sunday and that means it's Football Sunday. We've done this for I don't even know how many years. If you haven't ever been to a Football Sunday, we do normal worship, but then instead of having a um, Pastor Corey come up, we watch a video. And it, it's always been incredibly done. Um, there are um, going to be testimonies from different players that are actually playing in this year's Super Bowl. Yep. We love it every year. We're figuring out, we're trying to figure out what we could do for snacks because I know in the past we've had like bacon and we can't, we can't do that this year. We're, so. not, we're not doing bacon? No. Nobody snacks. told me that. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so wear your favorite team's jersey, whether or not they're actually playing in the Super Bowl. Come, it's just it's always such, such a fun time. You don't want to miss it. 
Also, this Wednesday, we are having Worship Wednesday. I love Worship Wednesday. I'm super excited for it, so you do not want to miss it. This Wednesday, 6.30, in this building, well, over there in that room. You don't want to miss it. Join us, please. And lastly, I just want to say thank you to everyone who signed up to volunteer with CF Kids and CF Littles. We are so grateful to have some new faces and some new, just people to love on our kids, but we need some more. I know Claudia is looking for more to help with elementary age. We could always use some more to hug and love on babies. So sign up. We love you guys. I think that's it. That's it. Dr. Corey's coming up. Yes. I almost did the same thing. I was going to leave it on mute and start talking. Uh, man, it is great to be here, guys. Yes, we, we haven't had a lot of discussion this year about uh, next Sunday. Normally, we have videos and stuff. We're promoting it. We're inviting you to, uh, you know, uh, invite your friends. And this year, we're telling you, why don't you just come? Um, I'm kidding. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, no, no, we, we uh, every year when we've done Football Sunday, we've been able to cook breakfast and have, you know, different teams, you know, kind of uh, decorated throughout the building and just enjoy the day. If, even if you don't like football, it's fun to just get together with people and to hear what God is doing, not just on, on our side of town, but also in the community that a, a lot of us will probably never attain. Um, I mean, there may be some of you that still have fighting chance of making the NFL or the MLB or whatever you think, but... But uh, I think my playing days are over, and getting to hear what God is doing in there is, uh, man, it's, it's amazing to see. I think a lot of times we focus on the negative. We see what's happening in the world, and we, we tend to just see the walls that are right in front of us. Um, but there's, there's God is working in and through so many different aspects. Uh, and so it's going to be exciting. Come out next week. Wear your favorite jersey. If you don't like football, we'll have a special section just for you where you can chant, no more football, whatever you need. Um, but no, it's going to be a great time, guys. Y'all uh, make sure and come out next week. Um, I'm going to jump right into my, uh, my series today. And what we've been doing, we, I say series, it's, it's a, it's a one-off. It's a single uh, single. single message today because we, we've wrapped up our Seeking God Together series last week, and I, I ended with a message called Becoming Unbreakable. And, and if you haven't seen it, if, you ha if you're online and you haven't watched it, man, guys, look, I, I encourage you, go back, find it on our webpage, uh, listen to it, because I, I, it was even for me, there was just this insightful moment where it was just like God is working in and through our lives, and yet so many times what ends up happening is we fall by the wayside. We end up seeing the, the, the mountain, making a mountain out of a molehill. We end up focusing so much on what's directly in front of us that we forget to persevere. We forget to persevere. And I know, I know that I know that I know we came off this 21 day, we were doing seeking God together, praying and fasting and, and just really focusing in on God. And, and what immediately happens is that ends and in our minds it's like, okay, I don't have to do that anymore. So even somebody who just came off of this monumental God moment, there's this opportunity for you to just go whoosh and there's a break and all of a sudden you're right back to facing the fears, the hurts, everyday life. All the things that go on, and I believe that there's somebody here today who's about to stop short of something that God intends for you to pursue. 
There's people here, and you're on the verge. You're right there. You've just been weighed down with too much and for too long. And and, and I, I truly feel like you're at that point where you're about to quit. You're about to stop short of what God wants to do in your life. And, man, I want to push you this morning to keep trusting God. Don't stop. Don't stop short of the promise that God wants you to receive. You have to persevere. Um, there's a, a great passage, Hebrews 10, verse 36. It says this. It says, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. You need to persevere. You've got to keep on keeping on. You need to push through. You need to keep going one foot in front of the other. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, when his purpose is worked through your life, then you will receive what he has promised. You see, guys, I, I think one thing we need to note from the scripture is that God can make you a promise that you'll never possess if you don't learn how to persevere. God can give you a promise in your life that you will never hold on to, that you will never cling to if you don't learn to persevere through the hard times. It's true in relationships. It's, it's true in business. It's true in the church. And it's certainly true within our spiritual lives. I want to speak to somebody today that you know in your heart that you've, you've stopped short or, or that you're on the verge of doing just that. Something that God's put inside of you, something that, that God has spoken to you personally, something that may have faded, but there's still uh, uh, resonating within your heart. I want to illustrate this, this passage in another passage in the Old Testament in Joshua chapter 6. Now, Joshua chapter 6, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting chapter in that the, the Israelites have been promised the promised land. This was a gift that was given to them. In fact, by Joshua 6, this was a gift that was given to them a, a few hundred years before. So this is a gift that's theirs, but they don't possess it yet. They don't live in it. In, in essence, it's like granddad left you a home. In his will, granddad goes on, he leaves you in his will, he leaves you this home, you go to inspect the land, and you find that there's, 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 some, that there's some people that are living in it. There's some squatters. There's squat, but not only is there squatters, there's like a few hundred years of squatters, and they've managed to accumulate a lot. So, it's your home, but they didn't possess it yet. It wasn't theirs. It, it wasn't theirs to be able to live in yet. I think a lot of times our Christian life can be fairly similar. If we read Scripture, if we believe Scripture, Scripture tells us that, that, that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. If you're in Christ, every spiritual blessing in all of heavenly places, you've been blessed with it. So then, if that's the case, so whatever is in Christ should be operating within my life, Right? If it's in Christ, I should see it working in my life. That means the peace of Christ is always working in me. The joy of the Lord is always in me. The strength of God is always in me. It's all supposed to be working in my life. But just because God promised it, it doesn't mean I possess it. God's promised me peace, but sometimes what I do is I, I tend to, to run to the crazy and focus in on that, thus leaving the peace behind. Choosing not to live in the land that God's given me. Instead, I, I'm sitting on the outsides looking back at what God has promised me. 
So many people never receive what God has promised because they don't persevere. Joshua 6, we get to see God's people as they're about to take possession of the land. I want to pick up starting in verse 1, Joshua 6, 1. It says this. And pay attention to these first two lines here. Look at this. It says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. He goes on, he says, March around the city once with all the armed men and do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout, and then the wall of the city will collapse, and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Um, so, so God speaks to Joshua, tells him this is exactly what you're going to do, and, and in their mind, you've got to imagine Joshua. This is, he's finally going to be able to possess the land that God promised them. Remember, he's been wandering the desert for over 40 years. Moses brought the people, brought the Israelites out of Egypt for the sole purpose of possessing the promised land. Because of, of failures that they had, some things that came up in, the, in their lives, God, they ended up walking through the desert for 40 years. Joshua has been waiting. Not only has he been waiting for those 40 years, guys, also, you got to remember, this is something that they have been teaching their children about for, for over 400 years. One day, guys, we're no longer going to be prisoners. One day, we're no longer going to be slaves. One day, one day we're, we're no longer going to be under this oppression because, because God has something for us. God has this promised land for us. And here's Joshua now on the verge, on the cusp of grabbing a hold of what God has in store for him. Joshua's finally going in. But first, he's got to march around the city for a few days. He's got to persevere. And, and, and through this, what I want to do, I want to show you three reasons today people end up stopping short. Three reasons why you, why I, why we all just kind of end up falling short of, of, of what God wants in our lives. The first reason I see is, uh, the first reason we don't persevere is because our perspective gets blocked. We have a tendency to focus on the problem instead of listening to God, looking to him, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Jericho was the very first city in the promised land. After the Israelites crossed over the river Jordan into what was the promised land, Jericho was one of the first cities that you come up. And Jericho, um, <laughs> Jericho's walls were, were different than any other city in that they were crazy high. Crazy high. So from a, an extreme distance, you could see just this towering, towering city that stood before you. In fact, I, I've done research on, the, on, the, on Jericho itself, and, and the walls, there was this retaining wall that was built all the way around the city. The retaining wall was somewhere between 12 to 15 feet high. On top of that retaining wall, they then built the actual wall, which was another 12 feet high. So we're looking at somewhere around that 25, 28-foot high wall. That was just the outer wall. Inside of that wall, there was another wall that stood up over 30 feet high. Same thing, had a retaining wall and then had the wall on top of it. It was monumental. I mean, this thing was so large that in your mind, it was insurmountable, impassable. So when the Israelites crossed over, this was the first thing they saw. 
And, and Joshua, look, look, look at back at verse 1. It says this. He says, the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out. No one came in. It's barred. It's shut down, right? There is a wall in front of me, and there is the, it's over. That's it. There's a wall. I can't go through it. And then in verse 2, what, is, what does the Lord say to Joshua? See? <laughs> I've delivered Jericho into your hands. Ta-da! Look, I, I mean, in my mind, in my mind, Joshua's got to be looking at this situation going, well, no, no, actually. Actually, I see a securely barred wall that uh, no one's going in or coming out of, but, you know, okay. Their perspective was blocked. Here's the thing about Jericho, as tall as the wall was. The population of Jericho was somewhere maybe around the 3,000 mark. The city itself, it would take you less than an hour to walk around the whole city. Under a mile to make yourself all the way around. Some of you are like, yeah, I could do that in four or five. Let's give us 10, 20, okay? And if there's a very large crowd of us, like we've got to take a million of us around it, well, then maybe, maybe, a, maybe a little bit longer. But it could take them under an hour to, to get around the city of Jericho. That's how small it was. Don't you know that some of the stuff that God has promised you, but the things that you haven't necessarily received yet, some of the stuff that, that it's not happening in my life right now, God, some of the stuff that maybe even that you're intimidated of, the things that you look ahead at, and, 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 and it seems that it's so much bigger than you, but you, you forget. You forget that God is in you, and he's bigger than anything you face. It's just that your perspective gets blocked by how high the walls are. I think a lot of us feel that way in life. Like our life doesn't match up with what God has placed within our heart. We go through the day, and we sit there questioning. We sit in there, and we know that God has promised this, and God has said this, and, and, and you know, the preacher said this on Sunday, or I watched a video about this other preacher, and he said this, and, and I know it's true in the Word, but, but that's, that's just not how it lines up with my life. Like maybe God is speaking to you about a victory, but all the while you feel defeated. Or that people are coming up to you, patting you on the back, and you know that God's word says that you're healed, but inside you, you feel broken. Maybe God's encouraging you. At the end of the last year, we, uh, I did, a, I did the, the big, can we talk about it, message on tithing. And, and maybe God was impressing upon your heart to do something, to start giving, and yet, and yet meanwhile, you're, you're struggling just to make ends meet. There's, there's seasons in all of our lives where our, our revelation doesn't necessarily match our reality. There's seasons in every single one of our lives where the revelation just doesn't seem to match the reality. That's the situation for Joshua because his perspective is blocked. Guys, that's why, it's, it's why uh, I, I encourage you. This is a little side note that within this. And, and look, I can't encourage you enough to stay involved in, in church. Um, it, it seems so easy with everything going on. And look, there's people right now that it can't be involved. And, and I get it. I'm, I'm beyond excited that you can still be involved online, even though we sometimes can't be involved together. But those of you that come together, those of you that are still tuning in online, what we're doing is we're coming together as a body. We're lifting each other up. There's something about that. There's something about joining together uh, with, with the bonds of Christ. 
Guys, man, it, it lifts your perspective to see beyond the walls of your problems, to see beyond your obstacles, to, to see beyond your opposition. Because look, if you're honest with yourself, most of us, most of us spend six days a week looking at our walls. Six days a week looking at our setbacks, six days a week looking at, at the deficits, looking at, looking at our past, looking at all of the problems, looking at all the issues, all the things. But when you get around other people that are praising God, man, it, it reminds you that you're not alone in this. Again, for those that are tuning in online, you're not alone. It, it may feel that way sometimes, but I encourage you, man, talk to one of our pastors right now. You guys here, man, it's, it's about reaching across the aisles, seeing friends and family and lifting one another up, encouraging one another. There's something about praising God. There's something about getting in his presence that will elevate your perspective so that you see past your problems. And guys, here's the thing. When you see past your problems, all of a sudden you realize the enemy that you were intimidated of the, the, the whole time was, was, was actually intimidated of you. But you've got to persevere. Don't let your perspective get blocked. The second thing I see, guys, that, that, that a lot of us do that causes us to stop short is a lot of times because our, our progress isn't always obvious. Our progress isn't always obvious. God speaks to Joshua. He says, Joshua, march around the walls for six days. On the seventh day, march seven times. It's going to be awesome. The walls are coming down. I want to pick up in verse 6. So Joshua calls everybody, calls the priests and says to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. He ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the Ark of the Lord. And then in verse 8 it says, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets and the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. They're making progress, right? Right? I mean, Surely, they're going to see progress now. I mean, they're doing what God said. I don't know about you, but it feels good to make progress, right? Who's with me that, that you can endure something if you know that there's, there's some, you know, you can see some benefit, right? I can get frustrated if I don't see progress. I mean, not me. I've heard that other, you know, lesser people can get frustrated if they don't see progress. Yeah. Look, if you're anything like me, I need to see that something's happening to motivate me to stay in motion. I don't mind working hard. I don't mind putting in the effort. I don't mind sacrificing, but, but I need to know that my pain has a purpose, that it's serving a purpose. But the Bible doesn't say that they walked around the first day and like they started seeing cracks or a little bit of the wall fell. Picking up in verse 9, look at this with me. It says, the armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets. And the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army to not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until that day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So we had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once, and then, then the army returned to camp and spent the night. Can you imagine if you'd, I, I mean, you're a fighting valor man, right? I mean, like, this is, this, is who, this is who you are. This is what you do. I am in the army. I army fight. I, like, the night before, you're sharpening your blade. I mean, everything is getting just ready. You wake up the next morning. You strap together all your gear. You get all psyched to fight. Come on. You're doing the pep talk. Pep talk, go. 
Don't talk. Look, at the end of day one, I can only imagine, like, like, like you, you come back to, the, to, back to camp and you're talking to the other guys. Hey, guys, I was, uh, I was on the, the back road today. I mean, you know, I, Joshua, he, he likes me. He calls me his cleanup man. We, anyway, I was on the back row, and, and uh, we didn't see anybody. I didn't even pull my sword or anything. I, I mean, you guys, did y'all, did, like, somebody try and stop us? Were we able to stick it to him a couple times, anything? No? No, no, we just marched. Yeah, I mean, you know. Maybe we're just stretching, just kind of getting ready for this whole thing. All right, you know, tomorrow, hey, I bet you we're getting acclimated. Have you noticed the elevation here? I mean, Jericho's, maybe we're just getting ready. Day two. All right, well, let's see what happens day two. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord, blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to camp. They did this every day for six days. Look, guys, if I'm God and and I'm orchestrating this miracle and I know, okay, man, they're going to need like a little pep talk, a little little boost each day. It would almost maybe look like like a Tetris model, you know, like where they were, they would get like the top line. Like the whole, the whole wall would just disappear all the way around. Day one. Day two, like the second round, like it's slowly coming down. You're getting excited each day. You see a little bit coming down. And day seven, like as they're doing it, there's like, it's, it's like when you drop that last peg down on that last one and you clear five at a time. You're like, yeah! I mean, I'm thinking if I'm God, I'm, I'm giving them something. Anything. Just, I mean, like start doing some cracks in the wall. But I believe the reason the walls didn't fall down with every walk around is because God didn't want them trusting in their own effort. In your own progress, how many times do we look to our progress to to judge how how we're doing in life? God wanted them to just have faith in his promise. See, God sometimes lets you walk around a situation where, 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 where what you're doing doesn't seem to be working. And you'll wander around and keep looking at what you're doing that doesn't seem to be working when all the while God wants you to know that you just need to trust that he's working. Even when what you're doing doesn't seem to be working. Sometimes you've just got to trust. And also within this, why did Joshua tell them not to, not to talk? Think back, God never said that to Joshua. He said, on the last day when I command you, the army will give a shout. But he didn't say you had to shut up the whole time. So Joshua looks at his, and part of me wonders, I don't know how many know the story, but, but you jump back 40 years ago. 40 years ago when Moses was leading the Israelites and they were supposed to enter the promised land, Moses sent 12 spies ahead. Of the 12 that went into the land to scope it out to see if, you know, what was going to be coming against them, only two of them came back saying, our God is bigger than anything we saw. The other 10, the other 10 came back and started telling the whole camp, guys, there's these cities with these walls that, that are they're impossible. 
Guys, there's these giants that live in the land. The reason Jericho had to build their city so 30, 30 feet high is because there's these giants that can just climb over the top of these other cities and destroy them. There's no, I mean, we're like grasshoppers in their eyes. How can, how can we fight against this? Who are we? Who are we that we could even think that we could walk into this land? It was Joshua and one other. They said, our God is bigger. And so now, here we segue 40 years later. Now Joshua's got the camp, and, and he's looking at him, and he goes, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. There ain't a chance that any one of you are screwing this up for me. You're going to shut up and persevere. <laughs> come on, come on. Let, let me just hear you say, shut up and persevere. <laughs> Unless your mother says, don't say shut up, then don't say shut up. But <laughs> Otherwise, come on, one more to say, shut up and persevere. You've never had that opportunity to say shut up in church before, have you? <laughs> shut up and persevere. Day three, day four, day five, day six, six days and no action. Six days and no action. And, and think about this. God told Joshua after six days, on the seventh day, you're going to go around seven times, and then the walls are going to fall down. God told that to Joshua, right? But Joshua never told the people. He didn't say a single word about how long they were going to be doing this. Look, look through it again. Look through it again. Joshua gets the people. He says, advance, march, and keep your mouths shut, and I'll tell you when we get there. He doesn't tell them how long. He doesn't tell them how many laps. They, they can't say, they can't go throughout every day going, okay, all right, this was, day, this was day three, so we've only got three, four more days left. We're doing good, guys. Hey, we can do this. Let's go one more. Next day, all right, guys, hey, only two more, two more days left. We're good. All right, next day. One more day, guys. Tomorrow's the big day. Are y'all getting ready? No. For all they knew, they're waking up to take a walk every morning. For all they knew, Joshua's lost his mind. Joshua, this is the land we're supposed to possess. This is my promise, and, and, and I'm ready to fight for it. What are you doing? You're just walking me around. What's up, Joshua? As I close with my last point here, the band is coming back up. I think the third reason that we often stop short is because in our minds, the process is just open-ended. We don't see how God can do it when we need it done. Man, I, it'd be nice. It'd be real nice if, like, with every promise that God gave us, God gave us a, a stopwatch, a clock, you know, like a, a timer. Hey, you know that promotion you've been wanting? Let me, uh, nine months, start counting. It's going to be a good one. Hey, look, I know, I know you've been single for a long time, and all your friends, they're getting married, and you're sitting there going, what about me, God? And then all of a sudden, hey, don't worry, two years, I've got the perfect match just for you, perfect spouse. You're going to love it. It's going to be the most amazing thing ever. All right, two years. I can, whew, I can do that. I can do it if I know what it is I've got to do. But the question is, will you still? Will you still pray when the answer hasn't come? Can I have y'all play on that third song coming up on that, that last verse? Will you still serve? Will you still follow God when nobody appreciates you for it? Will you still show up 
even though you don't feel like you're making the difference. One of the more trying times in my life, there was a, a point I was working at a boys' home in Louisiana. I was an 18-year-old idiot and was a counselor for 12 to 18-year-olds. <laughs> no. oh. But I, I remember after a couple years into it, I'm, this is pointless. I'm not making a difference in a kid's life. Will you still trust God? Even when it feels like nothing's working. Will you still give even when you're not seeing the provision flow back to you like the promise the preacher said it would? Will you still? Will you still? That's the question that God wants to know. Will you march just because I've told you to? Not because you saw the benefit of it or, or not because you saw the progress, but, but God wants to know. He wants you to know. I'm working in all things. When, when what you're doing doesn't seem to be working, I'm still working. Can you trust me? Will you persevere? Will you persevere? That's the essence of faith. Because hear me, guys. Look, hear me. 40 years ago, they heard about the, the giant walls. They heard about the giant people. They heard every reason why they couldn't conquer the land. But it was walking around the walls of Jericho that prepared them to fight every other giant once they continued on inside the promised land. This moment where, where everything that they had ever hoped for is just out of reach and, and all they're doing seems to be walking around, walking around, walking around. It was preparing them to fight every single giant that they would face in the land. The walking was what God was doing on the inside. We're so convinced that what God wants to do for us is the most important thing. I'm wondering if God doesn't send us walking around walls sometimes because what he wants to do in us must come before what he wants to do for us. Guys, there's people here today, man. You're on day seven. You're on lap seven. You don't even know it. And I wonder how many people today are at the point where they're about to give up. We're about to toss in the towel, throw it in. Some of you, some of you are about to give up on your marriage. Some of you are about to give up on a ministry. Some of you are about to give up on, on children that you were believing would come back to God. Some of you are even maybe about to give up on God. And you're on day seven. You're on lap seven, guys. And if you can just persevere, the walls are about to crumble before you. History records, they've, they've actually dug out Jericho to find out all the dimensions of the walls. And, and that upper wall that I mentioned that was on top of the, the retaining wall, the way it crumbled, it completely just fell to the ground in such a way that it created a ladder right into the city where, as that last verse said, the, the army could go straight up in. There's all this red brick that just crumbled right down in front of the other wall all the way around, except for, except for a north wall. There was one north wall that was left standing. And from that north wall, they were able to figure out that there were actually rooms built into the wall. Rooms where possibly maybe a lady by the name of Rahab who had saved the spies Joshua years before. <laughs> You're closer than you think you are. 
You're closer than you think you are. Look, you may be tired. It may not make any sense. You might even look ridiculous doing it. Some of you are just tired of blowing a trumpet. (laughs) You're ready to fight. Persevere. Persevere. Hebrews 10, 36, again, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. You need to persevere so that the process will prepare you so that you can live in his promise. Look, there's someone here today, I, I know, man, and you're on the verge of quitting something that God's promised you. You're letting go. You're giving up. Whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, whether it's spiritually, you're checking out. You're, you're saying, God, I can't do anymore. I can't keep walking this. I, I can't keep burdening this. I can't keep carrying this. I believe God brought you here today so that you could hear. Look, this may be your last lap. Persevere. But even still, even if it's not your last lap, with every lap that you walk, every time the walls don't fall, every time it just seems to grow bigger in your life, there's something that God is building in you. Can you persevere? Can you trust him? Don't let your perspective get blocked by by things that seem daunting. Don't get frustrated when when the progress isn't obvious. Don't get frustrated when when all of a sudden everything just seems open-ended, like it's never going to finish. Persevere. So that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Persevere. If you stand with me, guys, I want to wrap up. I want to close. But what I want to do, and the reason I'm asking all of us to stand is because we're in this together. As a body of believers, we're in this together, encouraging one another, building one another up in the faith. We're in this together. And today what I want to do is I want to pray for somebody who's on the verge of giving up. It may be a dream, it it, it may be an aspiration, something that you've always thought could come about, man, a, a calling that God's put on your life. Whatever that is, you're on the verge of just throwing it aside, saying it'll never happen. I could never make that happen. And right now, you're still walking like it's day six, day seven, lap six, lap seven. You're still doing everything in your own effort, in your own ability, in your own power to make your life right. You're marching. You're trying to achieve. You're trying to win the fight. Look, I don't know. I don't know what your effort is. But I know... My effort always falls short. Right now, across this room, I want to pray with you. That in Christ, in Jesus, that you'd find the strength to persevere, the strength to stand, the strength, guys, to be able to take a hold of the promise that God has for you, even though what you're doing right now doesn't seem like it's working. If that's you, if you're here this morning and you say, man, I need to persevere, guys, if you just raise your hand, I'm going to pray for you where you're at. If you're online right now, say the same thing. Say, I'm here, man. Just type in, I'm here. I need to persevere. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. I see your hands. Keep them up, guys. Keep them up high. Keep them up high. Heavenly Father, we come before you in your mighty name. I thank you, Lord God, that your strength 
It's your strength of your spirit, Lord God, that encourages the weary, Lord, and it sustains the ones who want to quit, Lord, those, those who are about to give up today, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for, for the preparation. I thank you, Lord God, that, that although what I've been doing doesn't seem to be working, Lord God, I can trust that what you're doing in me is for the seventh lap. And so, Father, I, I give you the glory now, even before it ever comes to pass. I trust your word. I trust your truth. And I pray, Father God, that what you're doing in me, Father Lord, or what you're doing in, in the people across this room with their hands raised, what you're doing in the body of Christ today, Lord God, would become more important to our hearts, Lord Jesus, than anything, any blessing you're doing for us. Give us the strength, Lord God, to persevere. Give us the strength, Lord God, to persevere. Yes, Jesus. It won't be long. We will be holding. And every tear you away. We'll be at home. It will be a day. It will be over. The walls will come crumbling down. Your situation will not be to have to face anymore. And we'll see our Savior. Lift your voice. And every burden will be lifted in this presence. We worship you, God. Every trophy will be laid down at his feet. Oh, Lord. There is a name. Reigns above all lovers. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the King, the King above all. God, we thank you. We put our hope, our faith, our trust in you. We turn our eyes upon Jesus. Our hope, Lord God, is not set in our circumstances. Rather, our hope is in you. In the future, the plan, the promise that you have for each and every one of us, Lord God. Plans to give us a hope. Plans to give us a future. We rest in you, Lord God, and we thank you for all that you're doing. Even though, Lord God, I might not be able to see it, we thank you. We persevere, Lord Jesus. We persevere, Father, so that when we've done the will of God, we'll be able to receive what it is that you've promised. It's in your mighty name we pray, in the name of your Son. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, y'all have a very blessed, blessed week. Look forward to seeing you worship Wednesday, this Wednesday. God bless, guys.